Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Toronto Maple Leafs are in the playoffs. That hasn't happened for the last number of years. But as we know, there were great expectations of this hockey club because of the uh, the coaching changes, of course, of last year and uh, some of the additions on this team. So what are the chances? How'd they get there? And uh, just how deep are these guys going to go into the playoff run? Let's get Howard Berger in on the conversation. Longtime Leaf reporter, of course, and uh, blogger. His uh, blog, Between the Posts, is a must-read for hockey fans, uh, no matter what your affiliation may be. Howard, how are you doing today? Well, Bill, I'm I'm fine. Uh, looking forward to uh, you know what could be at times uh, an intriguing uh, series. Is, 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 is the crowd at Maple Leaf Square left yet, or are they still there? Uh, I think they're starting to line up now, and who can blame them? I mean, it's been uh, it's been a long time since. Uh, well, you know, I, I I always look at the the Leafs making the playoffs, and and maybe I shouldn't, but I exclude to a large degree the 2013. Uh, playoff appearance because it occurred in a sprint and not a marathon after the 48 game lockout season. And, you know, that said, you know, people can be saying, well, every other team played 48 games too. Yes. And Randy Carlisle got them to the playoffs and uh, no Maple Leafs fan wants to remember what happened in, in game seven at Boston. But um, my preference is to, to date uh, to uh, 2003 the last time the Leafs made the playoffs in a full 82 game schedule, which to me is you know, more legit and that was the year the Maple Leafs under the late Pat Quinn, God rest his soul, uh, accumulated a franchise record 103 points. And as I wrote uh, in a blog about a week and a half ago, Bill, the Leafs finishing with, what, 95 this year. Tell me, with the games that they gave away early in the season and 15 points yielded after regulation time, that this year's club couldn't have matched that 103-point total. It came very close believe it or not, uh, ridiculously close to going from the 30th place, the last place team in the NHL, to the best club points-wise in franchise history. Um, And, of course, points are rewarded a little bit differently now than they were prior to 2005 um, and that entirely lost season. But still, this is a remarkable turnaround uh, by this hockey club, and I think the Washington Capitals, given their playoff history, have got to be a little fretful right now. Yeah, I mean, they're talking the talk right now, as you might expect. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you're right. They've got a record of this. Mind you, you know, I, I watched them play Boston on Saturday, and, and that was the game the Bruins needed to win. And, boy, what, they've got an awful lot going for them, the Caps, that is. I mean, they're just, they can throw four strong lines at you. Their defense is solid. Uh, both goaltenders are, 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 you know, top-notch goaltenders. Holtby, obviously, the number one guy there. Uh, they're going to be a handful for the Leafs. But, uh, you know, the Leafs, you know, let's face it, how they didn't get the, this. This wasn't done by lottery. They, they earned their way in here. Well, nothing uh, based in logic would uh, indicate that Washington is going to lose four games out of seven <clears throat> to the Maple Leafs. Uh, I don't know that Washington lost four games out of seven uh, at any point during the schedule this year, and uh, it would be, again, a stretch to think that uh, a young, inexperienced <clears throat> team like the Maple Leafs, uh, um, a smaller, less belligerent club, um, and clearly not as deep and well-rounded a team uh, can uh, dismantle or get rid of the Washington Capitals, the President's Trophy uh, winner. Um, but the Capitals, they, they, it, you know, I mentioned in my blog that's going to be up uh, fairly soon, the Capitals kind of have uh, Texas Rangers stigma and vice versa. And the Blue Jays, you know, uh, maybe shouldn't have won both those uh, American League Division Series the past two years uh, again, based on talent from top to bottom, based on pitching, but they did. And uh, there's something about the Rangers that uh, things just go uh, goofy 
in the playoffs. Uh, and the Washington Capitals, who wear the same uniform colors, by the way, uh, the same thing has happened uh, with the Capitals in the Alex Ovechkin era. It's an old story. It's a well-told story. But, I mean, you go back to the 2008-09 season, uh, uh, Bill, and, and, and it was a, a situation where the Capitals had the sixth highest point total in NHL history, 121 points, just one more point, by the way, more than they had a year ago. And, of course, Crosby and the, uh, and the Penguins knocked them off in the first round. Now, Sidney Crosby and the Pittsburgh Penguins may be different than uh, Austin Matthews and the Toronto Maple Leafs, but who knows? Uh, imagine the feeling in Washington among the fans there, perhaps among the players in the Capitals, should Toronto go in, the Leafs go in, and grab one of the first two games at the Verizon Center. It changes the dynamic, um, doesn't it? Changes the dynamic and certainly doesn't indicate at all that uh, the Leafs are going to, you know, breeze to, w- to victory or win their all of their home games because Washington is a very good road team, obviously. But uh, it, it would be a little bit different than splitting the first two games against an opponent that doesn't have the, uh, you know, the underachieving tag that Washington has uh, has earned richly in recent years. So uh, I'm a little intrigued by this, and I know, you know, it's, uh, last night during the uh, <clears throat> the season finale against uh, Columbus, a lot of Leaf fans, you know, are hoping to get that point and hoping to play Ottawa. And again, Bill, I don't know what's happening in my voice, just a minute. <clears throat> hoping to play Ottawa, and I'm thinking to myself, be careful what you wish for. Uh, now, the Senators are a little bit banged up now. We know that, uh, you know, Carlson on defense is uh, a bit of a leg injury, and they lost in the thought in that, uh, with that gruesome finger injury when he was slashed by Sidney Crosby. But there was a time in March where the Capitals may have been the best team in the Eastern Conference when uh, Craig Anderson got back. Yeah, in just goal. after that, yeah, when he returned. And when that team was healthy and they were throwing four lines over the boards and they had, uh, you know, arguably, well, certainly one of the top three defensemen in the world uh, healthy, you know, I, I don't know that it would have been infinitely easier for the Maple Leafs to play Ottawa in the first round than to play Washington. That said, uh, I think the Capitals will prevail. I think it'll take six games, and I'll give you my crystal ball forecast if you want. Well, we'll you know, get into those in a couple of seconds, because I want to talk about the dynamic on this team for a second, because I've, I've found this to be intriguing all year long, and I'm glad you referenced, uh, well, as you called it, the last legitimate time the Leafs were in the playoffs when, when Pat was coaching the team. Uh, they had pretty good goaltender that year, and and uh, and that and took them pretty deep into the playoffs because of that. But that was a veteran team. This is this is almost the the polar opposite of this. I mean, I want to talk about the veterans on this team, but the story all year long on this team, Howard, has been the kids. Yeah, and 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 as a result, Bill, they they will either one of two things can happen. They'll either be overwhelmed by this juggernaut from Washington in the first round, and they'll lose in four, maybe five games. Or they'll go through the edge of the playoffs like they went through most of the regular season, just not knowing how good they can be. And just, you know, going out there with all of that raw talent and ability and, and knowing there's never a situation in the playoffs when you don't feel pressure or there's no onus on you. It's a Stanley Cup playoffs. But clearly, there isn't a person alive that, uh, that watches hockey that would think there's more pressure on the Leafs than Washington in this series. So who knows? They're kind of a cocksure bunch. Mike, Mike Babcock, I mean, no, uh, no uh, perverse pun intended, has had uh, this season. And you just don't know, again, uh, if the Leafs should go in there and win the first game or, or win one of the first two games, you don't know what that uh, uh, that emotional swing or that dynamic, uh, how it can play a role 
in the series. Again, I think that Washington is a better team. I think that Washington, well, obviously a better team based on points and, and a deeper club and a different team. Uh, to me, it would seem, again, it has to be proven during the playoffs, but a different team than the previous uh, Washington clubs. I mean, Alex Ovechkin went from 50 to 33 goals this year, 17-goal uh, drop-off, and yet the Capitals only dropped by two points in the standings from 120 to 118 and still won the President's Trophy. So, Bill, that indicates clearly that this isn't all OV all the time like some of those other Washington teams have been. I mean, they picked up Shattenkirk at the trade deadline. Carl Alsner is one of the top dozen defensemen in the league, big strapping guy. Again, they have, uh, they've got good depth up front, and Braden Holtby is as good as any goaltender uh, in the NHL. So uh, that combined with uh, the uncertainty of some of the uh, really untimely injuries the Leafs have uh, incurred, the, the past week, and particularly over the weekend, I think it gives Washington uh, a fairly substantial edge, and yet not one that will, uh, in my view, uh, uh, result in a in a very quick series. Speaking of which, I mentioned goaltending, and you talked about some of the injuries, and boy, we can we can meld those two ideas together. What about Frederick Anderson? Uh, he didn't play Sunday, of course. Uh, he's been banged up the last couple of games, back trying to get back, and now he's out again. Uh, you got to be healthy to, to to take your team deep into the playoffs right now what's his status is, i well, guess i'm assuming he's going to play well yeah I, I, his status is what mike babcock said prior to last night's game against columbus i mean he made it sound uh, uh after the morning skate clearly as if anderson was not suffering any uh concussion or post uh, concussion uh, symptoms and will start uh the game and of course the game isn't until uh thursday yeah. which would give anderson you know the better part of a week to recover but and you know, and you you don't want to say this, you don't want to even envision it, because this isn't like a sprained ankle. I mean, concussion, obviously, head injuries and trauma. You're talking something more substantial, and 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 something that can uh, impact your life beyond the game, even. Um, so no one hopes that Frederick Anderson will incur another head injury. But believe me, he's a sitting tar- he's a sitting target. And in the playoffs, there you know the, the the rules are a little bit different. Uh, I suspect some of those big Washington forwards will uh, encroach the paint a little recklessly when given the opportunity and uh, and not worry about uh, uh, running into uh, Freddie Anderson. It's going to be up to the officials to to call the the game properly. It's going to be up to the Maple Leaf blue liners to try and protect him. And if Roman Polak and Nikita Zaitsev uh, cannot play and and, uh, uh, Martin Marinson has to come in, uh, along with uh, Alexei Marchenko, I mean, that's going to make it even more difficult. So um, there's uncertainty uh, among three very important players on the Maple Leafs right now. And even if they do start the series on Thursday night, and particularly Anderson, uh, again, you don't uh, condone it, you don't wish for it, but the, the, the raw truth Bill is he's one more head knock away from being no factor at all in the playoffs this year. Well, and I mean, Ovechkin. The Capitals know that as well. Sure they do. I mean, Ovechkin mm-hmm. drove Brandon Carlo out of the game on mm-hmm. Saturday when they were playing Boston with a, a shot uh, into the boards. Uh, yep. kind of sort of looked like it wasn't intentional, but I mean, he's a 240-pound mm-hmm. train wreck going up and down the ice. Mm-hmm. Ovechkin, that is. And, and boy, yep. you, you better not be in the way when he decides he wants to get physical. 
Well, and, and he's not the only one. I mean, he's one of those, he's like Jerome McGinley. He's one of the great players that can do everything. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, he hasn't had to score at his, you know, normal pace in order for the Capitals to sustain their position in the standings this year. So that, that, that clearly tells you how much better a team this is, how perhaps more, uh, how better well-equipped it is to, uh, to achieve uh, in the Stanley Cup tournament. Howard, we were talking about the kids on this team, and, and like I say, justifiably so because of the seasons that they've had and, and the maturity I think that they've shown. But what about some of the veterans on this team? Let's face it, I think a lot of the fans, a lot of the critics were questioning the ability and maybe even the the drive and motivation of some of these guys in past years because they never seemed to, to be able to get over that last lump. But when you look at guys like uh, like Bozak and Van Riemsdyk and, and Nazem Kadre, uh, and, you know, they're part of this team too. And I, I, I think there's a strong argument to be made that they've all made contributions to the Leafs success this year. Oh, they they all had good years, but they were overshadowed by the by the young guys. Yeah, by, uh, you know, Matthews, Marner, and Newlander. I mean, that's that's the best crop of rookie forwards the Leafs have had in franchise history, uh, statistically and every other way. And so, obviously, that's going to uh, overshadow uh, what your uh, your veterans can do. Um, but Kadri had his best year. I mean, he's playing as well for Babcock as he has for any coach previously. Bozak is <clears throat> one of the top face-off men uh, in the league. And, uh, and has been for good, some years. And has been, right. And he's really worked on that craft, and he's become a good, uh, uh, a good point producer. A lot of people, including myself, I'll be the first to admit it, I thought <clears throat> when uh, Phil Kessel was traded that Bozak would follow. I mean, they just seemed to be lock and step, almost yeah. like the, the Joe Neuendijk, uh, Gary Roberts, uh, uh, you know, duo a few years uh, earlier where, you know, where one goes, the other is going to go. But Bozak has done very well and perhaps maybe even better than uh, he would have had Phil Kessel stayed with the Maple Leafs. I give him a lot of credit. Van Riemsdyk was flying on the weekend. He could have had five or six goals. Uh, he scored twice, the only two against Columbus. Um, he was uh, a threat every time he was on the ice against Pittsburgh. So, I mean, your point is very, very well taken, Bill. As well as these young kids play, they're going to have something to do. They're going to learn a little bit in the playoffs. Austin Matthews isn't going to have the ice he normally does. As the Capitals did to him uh, this past week, he's going to get knocked around a little bit more, and he's not, to this point in his career, a physical presence. So they at least better count on some of those veteran guys uh, to, uh, you know, to, to fill in the, the void or whatever, or maybe even to take the lead role. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.